0: Welcome to the Crimson Circle Monthly Meeting. We're here at the Crimson Circle Connection Center in Louisville, Colorado. Thank you for joining us. We have people that are listening in from Blog Talk Radio. We have people listening in from the Crimson Circle website. That's crimsoncircle.com. And if you go to the Crimson Circle website, you can also view it. There, You can see the audio video on the Crimson Circle website. So welcome. Here we are, ready for Adamus. As you can see, Jeffrey is dressed in an apparel that Adamus specifically approved because uh, he's sort of related to the Dracula sort of, oh, we'll let him explain it. Mm. But enough about us. Enough about. It's time now for us to get ready for that channel. So I invite each of you to take the good, deep breath, to breathe (laughs) deeply into you, to feel (laughs) with all that you are. Okay. So take the good, deep breath, feeling into all that you are, allowing the energies to flow, giving yourself permission to truly feel, and to really allow this experience to be for you. So take the good deep breath and invite the energies of Adamas to come through. Adamas reminds us that he's here for us every step of the way. So take that good deep breath, opening our senses, expanding and feeling. And now there will be some music playing that I invite you to also open your senses to, to feel this music and to listen into it. And just imagine the human and the master singing together. So stay with the good deep breath and breathe. Breathe with all that we are.
1: Yes, I understand that every life must end. Uh-huh.
2: As we sit along, I know someday we must go.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, I'm a lucky man to count on both hands the ones I love. Some
1: folks just have one, you know, others they've got
2: none. Oh. Stay with me, or oh, let's just breathe.
1: Practiced are my sins,
3: never gonna let me win. Oh. Under everything, just another human being. Oh. Yeah, I don't wanna hurt, her. there's so
2: much in this world to make me believe. Stay with me You're all I see Did I say that I need
3: you? Did I say that I want you? Oh, if I didn't, I'm a fool, you see No one knows this more than me I come Come clean clean. I wonder every day As I look upon your face Uh Everything you gave And nothing you would take Uh Nothing you would take Everything you gave Did I say that I need you, oh, did I say that I want you, or if I didn't I'm a fool, you see, no one knows this more than me, as I come clean I... everything you gave we'll love you till i die
4: be you on the other
2: side
5: I am that I am Adamus of Sovereign Domain. I can smell and hear my coffee being made for me <laughs> right now. As if on cue. I don't even have to ask anymore. Dear Sandra's back there making a commotion of noise and foam and grinding and steaming. All for her Uncle Adamas. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, dear Shambhra, Welcome for all of you who are listening in online, for all of you who are here today. Welcome. Today's shout is going to be a little bit different. Hmm. A little bit different. I'll explain later when we get on to it, but take a deep breath and let go of well, the way you've been participating in shouts up to now. It's going to be a bit different. Uh, one thing is we have a number of guests here today, hmm. uh, certainly none other than Malu. Uh, We've saved a front row seat for you. You don't mind if Malu sits next to you. Yes. Yes. Um, A very brief message from Malu. She said that uh, integrating the physical into the I Am and departing the physical planes is very easy, nothing, nothing, nothing to fear at all. But yet she encourages each and every one of you to continue here on Earth in that body to do the work of the integration to then enjoy your life for however many years you choose to remain to absolutely in <laughs> Uh, for those of you who can't hear it online, there's a disgusting noise coming from the bathroom. Uh, the bathroom. And it may or be my coffee? coffee being prepared. I think
0: that's your coffee. <laughs>
5: Ma- did you check?
0: Can they check the it's master's closet? <laughs> Could they check the master's Club?
5: Sandra, where is my coffee?
0: Could we could we check the masters club? Uh, it
5: we'll check the masters club the for that there? noise. We'll check the toilets and the masters club. Can we switch to, see to the masters club? What is going on in this sacred hollow space? What Let's is happening? switch to the happening? masters
0: club. Switch to the masters club. That's where the real evidence Come is. Come
5: along, Linda. Oh, help me sure. discover. Oh, is that sure. noise? Oh, is that sure. noise coming from in here? <laughs> no, wrong noise. Wrong noise. Are you sure? That's not coming from there. Are you there. sure? I'm positive. Get Are out of sure? the men's Ooh. room. Is that noise coming? Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry, you shouldn't be doing that There's in there. There's
0: nothing in there.
5: Yes. So where is that disgusting noise coming from? Ah. Where is it possibly? Ah. Ah. ah Princess Dracula ah. has prepared my coffee for me. Let me bite your neck.
0: <laughs> oh, she's got it right.
5: Would you hold oh, that a goodness. moment. <laughs> yes. Thank, thank you. And uh, a little another tour of the Masters Club. This uh, beautiful, beautiful place for human masters. How appropriate for today. So, with that, let's get back to the work at hand. Okay. Yes. Thank you for those disgusting noises, uh, Sandra.
0: You know, life is what it is.
5: Anybody else? A cup of coffee? A cup of coffee while we're doing our Shoud?
0: But I'm a little frightened by your imagination that you could turn coffee into that.
5: Ah. So, a little bit different Shoud today
2: Really?
0: uh,
5: with Malou sitting here laughing, laughing, enjoying every moment of it with each and every one of you and some other special guests here at the Masters Club at the Crimson Circle Connection Center. There is something in the air in addition to all this for those of you who are living in America, a place that I helped to found uh, along with many of you. You know it's election season. Now, <laughs> you've heard the news that it's election season. Most of you all around the world know that it's election time in the United States of America. Quite entertaining in a way. Oh,
0: that's a nice word Absolutely for it. Absolutely
5: entertaining, uh, with all the commotion, all the noise, and especially all of the power. Elections, ah. no matter where they're held, are generally about power, power. And I want all of you to be particularly aware of the elections this year. Now, many years ago Tobias said, don't vote. Stand behind the short wall, observe what's going on. I, I won't go quite that far, but I'm not going to say it's all that important to vote. Vote if you want. Vote. Vote for what you would call the much lesser candidates, just to throw the big ones off, just to throw even if you don 't know their names, even if they don 't know the names of certain <laughs> world leaders it doesn 't matter just <laughs> even if they can 't remember their own name, but just vote for some of the the lesser knowns just to prove a point about uh, about power is an illusion because. The main political parties, no matter where in the world, they get so caught up in power – You almost they can't help it, because they're influenced by what you call um, specialty groups, uh, specialty influence groups. They're influenced by money. They're influenced by religion. They're influenced by so many other things but by the time <laughs> they get to the place where they're at, running for an office, they are so influenced by power. Including their own, including their own. They don't see or feel anything other than the power. It's an addiction to them when they get to that point and to everybody else around them. It's a power game. They talk about serving the people, but very few actually do. It's been decades since there's actually been uh, a national candidate who really focused on serving the people because it doesn't serve. The needs of power. Ooh. Feel into the elections this year as a what you would call a um, a spiritual study or a metaphysical study. Mm. Feel into it with more than just your regular senses. Feel into it with your master sense, without making judgment of one candidate being right or wrong. Without getting caught up in the divisiveness of the, uh, the elections to where it, it impacts you personally, feel into it. What's really going on? What are the, uh, the populace – what are they doing? How, why are they following certain candidates? Why do they get in a frenzy about this? Why is there so much divisiveness and uh, name-calling? It's all based in power. It's truly amazing to watch. Absolutely fascinating. It's a it's a fascinating study in in humanity itself when it comes to elections. Elections by themselves, uh, I have no problem with democracy, which there really isn't any real de- aren't any real democracies in the world right now. But the um, faux democracies that are in practice fascinating to watch. And underneath all of this, as you're being the observer, watch how so much of it is also about freedom. The word freedom rather than the act of freedom. The talk about freedom where actually none is really given um, in in a sense more and more is being taken away, but all of the dynamics of freedom and power working together or against each other. Listen how those who are supporting certain candidates talk about freedom, but really there is not much. Uh, I would go so far as to say they don't really understand what freedom is. Freedom isn't about what other people are letting you do. Freedom is about what you let yourself do. And there's a very, very big difference. People will scream, Uh, for their freedom, for their rights as another should give them, when the reality is freedom is about yourself, what you are allowing and giving to you. Nobody can give you freedom. Nobody can give you freedom whatsoever. You can be in a prison and have more freedom than the person out walking the streets. Freedom is an internal thing. As you Listen to all the political rhetoric in this election season and you'll get plenty of it. As you listen to it, I also want you to go in and feel within yourself the election system that you've been having within you. Mm. Who's going to get elected? Who's going to be the boss? Who's going to be in charge? I want you to listen to … because there is such a beautiful analogy between the exterior elections and the internal elections. Who's going to be the boss today? Who's going to be in charge, the the victimized human self or the empowered human? Is it going to be uh, an aspect, a wounded and damaged aspect, or is it going to be a healthy, integrated aspect? Listen to the debates that go on within your mind each and every day about who's going to be in charge. Listen to who promises more freedom, who promises more uh, wealth, who promises more happiness, who promises less rules but actually never delivers, because in a way what that human self has been living up to now has been one constant ongoing election. Listen to who's rigging the results. Listen to who's lying to the others, uh, the other aspects of self. Listen to who's making the big promises but actually never delivers. With the election season this year in the United States, I can guarantee one thing, that no changes, no real changes will come about. They they just won't. There's a lot of rhetoric. There's a lot of talking. No real changes will come about. Why? Because people actually don't want real change. Some people want a little change. Most people really don't want much change. Maybe fewer taxes, but even then they'll forget about that after a little while. People don't really want big changes. Listen to the election within yourself. All the promises, all of the glorious things about a better, healthier body, slimmer, younger, wealthier, and, and the politicians within, the aspects within, that are making these promises and don't deliver on them but the next day they're right back in there trying to get elected again. Who's going to be in charge? And the fact is very few changes actually really take place. But hopefully today will be a little bit different. Hopefully. That's why we're going to Kick out the politicians, kick out the power brokers, kick out all those aspects that have been making all this noise and all these promises, and we're going to master up today. We're going to take a big, bold move. We're going to kick all those bums out of office. We're going to run them out of town, and we're going to get to a point of actual, real, personal sovereignty.
2: Wait but wait.
5: wait, are you ready oh, wait. for a change? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes. Are you ready for a change? Uh, that's the real question. And, and you say yes, and I can understand. But I also uh, I'm not going to ask you to listen within to all of the other candidates that are running, <laughs> that are saying it will deliver change, but no, they're really not. They're just trying to appease. Speaking of elections, I always thought that the clergy should have to run for office. Ooh! Yes, the, the priests, the local priests uh, and the ministers should have to run. They, they somehow get appointed. I don't know how they get in, but uh, they get appointed, they get assigned to it. Cardinals and bishops, they should have to run for office and let everybody vote, not just the Catholics. Let them all vote and see what happens. The Jews, the Muslims and everybody else gets to Should there be term limits? Gets, uh, and term limits, yes, actually, not until death. <laughs> uh, could you imagine some of the political uh, debates or the political commercials that would take place if uh, a priest had to run for office? <laughs> I will fight the devil stronger than my opponent. <laughs> my opponent is been seen sitting in the car with the devil himself and laying in bed with the devil himself. I will fight the devil! Or promising less tithing. Yes, I, I, I propose a 25% reduction in tithing uh, for tithing everybody who votes. Tithing means 10%. Tithing – but we'll have a 25% reduction in tithing, we'll get to 7.5%. That's all you have to give, while my opponent supports more tithing for everyone. Could you imagine what would take place in the confessional?
0: Is this a distraction?
5: <sighs> it's my comedy routine. Kind of. Kind of comedy. It's, uh, you know, uh, actually the Ascended Masters have a much different sense of humor than humans, so I've had to work all week on this shtick. <laughs> all week, because uh, in the Ascended Masters Club we sit around talking. And say, oh, did you see the human who got in a car accident today? Ah God, was that funny? And humans don't laugh. No, humans are, oh my God, they're laughing. Yes, because we know it doesn't matter. We can laugh about it. We've actually every Ascended Master learned to laugh about everything because it releases all that stuck energy. Everything. Everything. Did you hear about the person who jumped off the cliff the other day? Oh God, that was funny. A it few like humans the laugh, but no—that's uh, that's that's funny stuff in the Ascended Masters Club. But I've been telling Shambhala, get your stories ready when you go there. Get your stories ready. You realize we've been sitting around for thousands, maybe tens of thousands of years in the Ascended Masters Club. There's only a little over nine thousand of us. The stories are getting old. <laughs> we need some fresh um, blood, some fresh meat in the ascent. We need your stories, and I'll tell you a secret right now. Embellish. (laughs) Don't say, well, when I was a child I got beat a lot and then in high school nobody liked me and then uh, after that I had a bad job. Embellish it. Talk about I used to be a fighter when I was a kid and I'd knock other kids out and then they would knock me out and in high school nobody liked me but I didn't care because I was my own person and then I got a job that sucked and I quit it, and I was a street person for a while. Whose story embell- is
0: that?
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> embellish – no, when you get there, please, I, I, I'm almost begging you <laughs> – embellish the stories a little bit, because we've had some very old, dry stories, Malu knows. We, you know, there's nothing wrong with acting it out uh, and you know, having some fun with it. To take the worst thing that's happened to you in your life, the worst thing, and have fun with it. Make it. Get that story ready, because when you get to the Ascended Master Club, there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Suddenly you're in front of 9,693 Ascended Masters and, you know, they've, they've been bored for a while. They haven't had much fun. They want some new stuff, and there's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure on you to deliver a really good story. Start rehearsing now. <laughs> Take the worst thing that's happened in your life and turn it into a story. Have fun with it. You know, human, um, uh, human comedy is based on conflict uh, and, and then release. Conflict, release. Conflict, release. You're still in the conflict part <laughs> and, and I can laugh about that. You're still in the conflict part and you get all down in the mud and, oh, poor me and my tummy hurts and I say, oh, I've had such a rough life take a story take the top 3 worst things that have ever happened to you that you've ever done that you've ever done to others and start working on it look in the mirror and practice rehearse use your hands the hands are a very important part of the act of consciousness use the hands you pace a little bit you walk back and forth you couldn't believe we we had a new one come in recently and the new one the new ascended master just stood there yeah, I had a pretty uh, interesting life on Earth, and uh, yeah, I meditated a lot, and uh, so it's like act it out a little bit. I mean, you're, you're on the big stage up there in front of Ascended Masters. And I tell you that because of one very important thing after <laughs> we take a pause here for my coffee. I tell you that for one thing because you're not really doing it for the Ascended Masters. They need a good laugh. They need a really good laugh. You're doing it for yourself, because that three worst things that happened in your life that you're still stuck about and maybe a little wounded, have energy knots. is not actually what happened. I'll tell you that right now. It's not what happened. The memory – memories are nothing but emotions. They are not facts and figures. Memories are … Everybody shake their head (laughs) like this. Yeah, you too. Uh, Give give me back. Uh, You too shake your head like Memories are not facts and figures. Memories are emotional knots. They're stuck. They go into your memory. They're, They're like a blanket over your entire being, and that's what you think you remember. This terrible thing happened to me have some fun with it. It will release that energy that's so stuck. You'll see the humor in it and then you'll start to see that's actually not what happened. The mind will insist that that happened. The mind will even say, I have a photo to prove it. See, my arm was broken and ten stitches in my head. I've got a photo. It's actually not what happened. Part of what happened, but not the whole thing. Once you start acting out your stories, rehearsing for when you get to the Ascended Masters Club, because they need a good laugh, once you start acting it out, you will realize that all those memories, all that crap that's stored in there is nothing but emotion. It is not fact and figures. It is not. There are facts and figures about things in life uh, that one plus one equals two, but even that's not a fact actually that's part of the fact but not all of it everything you remember about yourself from this moment on is not actually real every th- all those memories that come flooding through that influence every decision in your life there's not a single decision that's made any decision that is not based on emotion so well no i decided to buy a new car because my old car was broken it's an emotional decision. I won't get into all that today, but it is emotional, because everything in your memory is nothing but an emotional. It's a little um, like an energy knot, an emotional uh, ball that's in there, and you start getting a lot of emotional balls, a lot of emotional wounds in that in there. And that's where the mind goes. What happened when I was 20 years old? What happened five years ago? What happened when I got divorced? What happened? It's going into an emotional pool, an emotional reserve. It is not the fact. It is not the whole story. So when I say to embellish, I'm not saying that you're lying at all. I'm saying you're getting out of your old lie that this is what happened to me. It's not. You start acting it out. You start telling the story, the worst thing in your life that you've even had a hard time letting yourself think about. It shows up sometimes in your dreams and it shows up sometimes as this phantom, nasty thought that you then try to run from. It's not what happened. You start acting out. Have fun with it. The worst thing – did you hear the one about the guy that fell off the cliff? Everybody in this ended Masters Club laughs, <laughs> we, do, we really do. Because, A, we know that it's not necessarily what you think. The human will think, oh my God, he died. Yeah, well, that's funny, actually, you know, because he was ready to. He wanted to die. Or, no, he didn't die. He fell into a a, a lake down below and he had to learn to swim, because he never swam before and and then he was fine. (laughs) Embellish. Get the stories ready, embellish them, meaning have fun with them. But back to my premise before I was interrupted. And yeah, have fun. Geez, we do some of our gatherings and I love being with Shambra, but to get them up here to just be free and flowing, to be fluid, liquid, uh, flexible, is difficult sometimes. They get up, they get up and they're so stiff. That's have fun. Be a bit of an actor. You're not making it up. All the rest of it. This you're making up. When you act out, you're allowing yourself. I love acting because it's all about consciousness. You're not making it up. You're expressing yourself in a multitude of different ways rather than that limited human way. Aren't you a little tired of the limited human ways? Okay, good. So, act it up. Anyway, back to the priests and the uh, elections. Priests and elections and, and free Bibles to everybody. Free Bibles to everybody. We're yes. not
0: a hotel.
5: And, <laughs> and uh, less penance. Oh, you, you sinned, Edith. You sinned again. You use bad words. Fuck! She's always saying fuck, you know. And it's like, God, Edith, I mean, what a sinner! And it's like, but if you vote for me, I'll give you half off on your penance. Uh, yeah. Only two Hail Marys to our fathers, and one. What the hell's going on? Uh, yeah, that's all you can say. It all you can say. It all you want. Oh, you're going to stay with your bad words then? No, that's my difference. discount. And uh, and also uh, you have to vote for the for the clergy. And how about this? I'm closer to God than my opponent over here. What? I'll get you I'll get you a better room in heaven. Not just not just level one, level two, but I'll get you up to level seven heaven if you vote for me.
0: So but you're I think Mormon. Would,
5: I kind of mix them together. A little uh-huh, Mormon, a little so Jew, a little this, a little that. You know, because there. You because basically all the religions are the same. They're just like politics. That's why I say they should make the clergy run for office. There is little difference between politicians and <gasps> the clergy. Whoa. And I said it right here, and Whoa. I'm proud to, yes. <laughs> uh, and and Whoa. why? Why would I say that? both of them have a degree of value? Not much, but a degree of value. But they're both based on what? Power. <laughs> and they both don't talk about what? Freedom. Hmm. No. So they're actually very, very similar and would make this world an even more amusing place if the clergy had to run for office. But that's just my opinion. Let's take a deep breath, another drink of coffee. Oh, so, such a delight to have a good cup of coffee in the Masters Club mug right here at the Whoa, studio. Oh, Who knew? So a question I asked recently at our gathering in the south of France. Question I asked to Shambra I'm going to ask here today, because it's uh, pertinent, very, very pertinent. Linda, are you ready on the microphone? Always. Yes. Nice outfit today. Thank you. Looks like you visited my homeland.
0: I'm Dracula's greatest friend. Bloody
5: went to, famous. Went,
0: went all the way to Transylvania.
5: All the way to Transylvania to get that, and of course, most of you know the, the history behind the story of Dracula, speaking of churches. I was, uh, <laughs> I was gaining tremendous uh, popularity all throughout Europe in the uh, 1800s, more popularity than I normally had. And I was like a, like a pop icon, I guess you would call it these days. Oh. All of everybody, everybody talked about Saint-Germain. Oh. Uh, I was the, the talk of the bars and the talk of the dinner tables and the talk of the brothels. Everybody talking about <laughs> Saint-Germain, Saint-Germain, Saint-Germain could manifest. Uh, gold and gems in his hands, Saint-Germain never ate a meal, Saint-Germain loved women. Well, there's some truth to <laughs> each one of those, but so he's gaining tremendous popularity and it was bothering the church because uh, people would come and ask the priest, What about, what about Saint Germain? Uh, was, what kind of saint was he? And the priests were so confused. Saint? Saint? Oh, I don't know. Of course, I picked that name intentionally just for the confusion factor because I like to have fun. I was no saint. <laughs> it was my name, but <laughs> certainly no saint. What about this Saint Germain? So the, the church elders got together and said, we have to do something to counter all of these myths and, and uh, stories about Saint Germain. Uh, he's becoming more popular than, dare I say, the word there's a big difference between Jesus and Yeshua. So get over it. Yeshua was the real being who I knew. Jesus is this fabricated, made-up human, uh, super-unreal being. So I can say, yes, I was even getting more popular than (gasps) Jesus. Uh, We should have taken a vote on on that to see. (laughs) No, I was, and and the church was getting very concerned about this, the the Saint Germain factor. So they hired a two-bit writer out of England by the name of Bram Stoker, who hadn't had any any interesting writings uh, up to that point, but uh, they knew he would write whatever they paid him. And they gave him all of the material. Uh, when When this character Dracula looks into the mirror, he doesn't see his image, because when a true Master looks in the mirror, they do not see the image of an old human self. They may see their Master. They may see their light, but they don't see the old human self, and neither do others and neither will you in your mastery. People will not see that old human self. They're going to see your light. That's why you don't see the image in the mirror. And garlic! (laughs) Garlic, you say. I was never a fan of garlic. Why would you ruin perfectly good rolled oats and honey and nuts with garlic? <laughs> and that was mostly my diet at the time. I wasn't a big fan of garlic um, or, or onions, as um, neither is Cauldre, Uh because it, some claim that garlic is good on the system. Well, if your system is like a sewer, yes, uh, but <laughs> it's actually really not that good for you. I stayed away from garlic. The smell was repugnant and the taste was Awful. I'm sorry for some of you who are garlic heathens, but uh, that's uh, <laughs> truly so. No, I didn't eat garlic. So they gave Bram Stoker all of these little uh, bits and pieces, all about me, actually, the, and the fact that uh, I I could transform uh, as the Merlin in particular from the human self into my Pakawa. I could be an owl or a hawk and fly off anywhere. So. Stoker wrote this book deliberately, uh, paid for and inspired by the church, to counter some of the myths. So of course, they weren't going to use the name Saint Germain, but they were going to use all of these things that I was claimed to be able to do. They put it under the name of Dracula. They put in, uh, they, they based a part on what I was able to do and part on an interesting character in history. Uh, Vlad the Impaler, uh, of which I had no association with. But they took these two items and put it together, of uh, the setting in Transylvania. which That is the only thing that truly hurt me, because I love Transylvania. I spent many a lifetime and grew up in my last lifetime in Transylvania, one of the most romantic, mysterious, beautiful places in the world, and I look at what they, the Church and the writers, have done to this whole image – come back here – this image of blood and gore and energy feeding and and everything else. So that was the only part that actually really um, disturbed me at the time. So that is a little bit of the history of Dracula. So where were we? Question that I asked. In our recent group question, and we're going to ask Linda to bring the microphone no to uh, volunteers in the audience. If you sit in these chairs, you are a volunteer. <laughs> question is: In this lifetime, who is the person that is closest to you? Who is the person that is closest to you? Whether they are still here in physical form, whether they have gone on. Who is the person closest to you? Linda, begin. Okay. Yes, my dear. Beautiful Hello. wall you created on the other side uh, of the Master's Thank you. Club. Who is the person that's closest to you? Me. Good. Why?
6: Yeah. Um, because I can't get the hell away from myself, no matter how hard yeah, I yeah. try <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else I can get away from, but not yeah.
5: me. Yeah. A person. Okay. I'm going to call you a little bit on that. Um, you've also had the toughest time with yourself, so you say that you are the person that you're closest to. So it's a little bit uh, Machio, a little bit Machio.
6: How so? Um, it doesn't feel like Machio to me.
5: I, I'm glad to hear you say that, uh, but I see the constant battles that you've had with yourself. I've seen the loathing that you've had for parts of yourself, but yet you say that you are the one that is close to yourself?
6: Well, maybe I'm interpreting closest differently than you. Friend? Uh, friend, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, friends don't always get along. True. So even True. the parts of myself that I've loathed, I've still been closest can,
5: to. Interesting question here, but can you confide the deepest, darkest secrets that you have with yourself? Mostly. The ones you remember. Yeah. Yeah.
6: But but like you were saying, I'm realizing more and more what isn't true, because I've gone through a lot of my life beating myself up like something will come into my mind and then yes. shame will come in. I'll be like, oh, that yeah. happened. Oh, I'm yeah, so yeah. ashamed of myself. Yeah. But I'm realizing more and more that that, that really wasn't the story, yes. that that's what I put on How did you
5: it. do yesterday with this friend, you? How did you, how'd you and your friend get along yesterday? Which Yesterday, you, you and your friend, you. Yesterday? H- how was, was yesterday a good friend day, a bad friend day?
6: Um, yesterday was a pretty good friend day. The day before that wasn't a very good friend day. Right. What happened?
5: Yeah. Uh, if you could share just parts of it. Why wasn't it a good friend day?
6: Well, I beat myself up all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, that sounds
5: like a good friend. <laughs> Why?
6: Uh, Because I've I felt like I've been procrastinating on so many things. Right, right. And um, I haven't wanted to look at some things. Mm -hmm. And.
5: And who beat you up? Me. Your friend. Yes. Yeah. Beat you up. Did it feel good? No. Yeah. Do you want to see your friend again? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay.
6: I want to integrate all my all of me.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like an interesting friendship, but uh, (laughs) like you say, friendships, one day they can be good, another day not so good. Good. I appreciate I feel really good today. Good. Yeah. I I appreciate your candor. I'm just um, making sure we call everything out here.
6: Okay. Okay. Is there any other macchio you want me to address (laughs) while (laughs) I'm here?
5: No. All right. uh, right. (laughs) We've got a schedule to keep. Uh, (laughs) Next. Who has been the person closest to you, uh, the best friend, the closest in companion in your life? The microphone's right behind you there. Larry. Larry. And why Larry? What well, made Larry special? Larry's your, your departed, wonderful, loving partner. Yeah. Do you, f- do you feel Larry around very often? Uh, Larry in your dreams?
3: Not very often.
5: Not very often, okay. Uh, what made Larry that special?
3: I think it's because we were so completely and totally ourselves, mm-hmm. our multifaceted selves. Okay. And there was an acceptance of okay. all of it.
5: Was Larry a safe space for you? Very. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you. And how long were you together with Larry? Eight years. Eight years. Do you think any of it was uh, getting back together? I mean, being together was uh, karmic, uh, you know, not bad karma, but you'd known each other before. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Good. I'm going to ask you a very difficult question. Why do you think Larry left?
3: To allow me what I need to do on my own.
5: And he's still around. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Thank you. One up to the left. Right there.
5: Thank you. Welcome. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn, that, that <sighs> okay. magic microphone just came your way. There it is. Yeah. But if, doesn't it feel good? I mean, if you don't imagine if that I'm the camera is on you chicken, and yeah. tens of thousands of people <laughs> are wide, but other than that, who has uh, who's been the closest? in your life, closest?
4: Oh, shit. <laughs> I knew you were going to do this <laughs> <laughs> The closest in my whole life. Yep.
5: Yeah.
4: I would probably have to say Eric.
5: Yeah. And who is Eric? Um, the relationship between you and Eric, my husband, your husband, and
4: because he lets me be who I am.
5: Yeah. Why is that hard? Why? Why is there the emotion there, the feeling?
4: Because I don't think I do.
5: Ah. Uh, uh. So, Eric is a safe space. Eric is accepting and loving. Eric is, well, actually, madly in love with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your, your openness. Thank you. Yeah. No, you can't
0: get it right. There's no way. Let's see. A uh,
5: couple more. Okay, Who's okay. the closest Maybe in your life? Just a minute. I'm who's almost there. Who's the closest? There. Everybody is okay. going, oh my God, no, not me. <laughs> Crap. Yes. Greetings. Hi. Who's, uh, who's been the closest in your life?
1: <clears throat> well, I was uh, sitting here thinking about it and Probably my sister, because uh, we spent so much time early on Uh in the same house with uh, a lot of uh, brothers and sisters, and we we got real close energetically and in every other way.
5: Yeah. Uh, And are you still close?
1: Yes, with some of them.
5: Some of them. Good. So it's been a long, long journey together. Yes. Yeah. And what makes her so special that you would – could you share her name with us? Patricia. Patricia. What makes Patricia so special?
1: Um, we're very similar in uh, age and yeah. in blood type, which right. I find important. DNA probably. Yeah, Every, I don't know. I'm just everything. taking a guess. Yeah. And uh, we can talk together and email together and understand what the other one is saying. Yes.
5: Has Patricia ever betrayed you?
1: No. No?
5: So that's amazing. Have you ever uh, been angry, upset with her? No. No. That's truly amazing. Do you think the relationship uh, is based on past lives, past times? Yes. Good. Thank you. Thank you. I feel some, uh, some uh, heart there, it was a real emotion, good emotion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe a little realization when you had to get up with the microphone. <laughs> a little realization occurred. Yes. Yeah, thank you. A few more, Linda.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Who's the closest? Welcome. Welcome. You yes. weren't expecting the microphone. Well, no, I, don't yeah. I don't like them. But you know, there's <laughs> what I call microphone magnetism. Yeah. <laughs> A- and you know how magnets kind of attract, you know, yeah, the opposite? Yeah. So when you're sitting there going, I don't want the microphone, I don't – Linda's like the other part of the magnet, over right to you. Yeah, but it's so, <laughs> yeah. so if you don't want the microphone, just go, yes, please, Linda, <laughs> pick me, pick me. <laughs> but not to, uh, not to in- uh, interrupt. Okay. Uh, I would have to say in this time of my life as my wife Denise … Yeah, well, that was a smart man move. <laughs> 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 well, you know, after a while you learn a few things. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. No, but I can actually tell, I can tell you're being very genuine. What is it that's so special about her? Would you mind standing up next to him? This is one of those on. tear <laughs> moments at the Crimson Circle. Yeah. Would you mind uh, letting us know what, what makes her so special to you? Uh, she respects who I am and uh, is, uh, you know, wants Me to be who I am as fully as I can. Could could I even go so far as to say she kind of helped bring you out of a shell, out of … Well, I was looking for her. Yeah. Because those are things I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And she's helped you um, emerge, expand and allowed you to be you. Yes. Which has not been real common in your life. Uh, no. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> uh, great. Would you give her a, a lip kiss uh, while we're.
0: Oh. oh, a nice one. Oh. Ooh!
5: Yes. Yummo. In front of all these people. Uh, 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 Adamus <laughs> brings about another <laughs> glorious evening between two humans. Yummo. <laughs> Good. Uh, a few one more. more. One more? Here. Sure, sure.
0: I heard too.
5: Oh, welcome. Thank yeah. You knew that was going to happen, though. Of you knew it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say
7: my mother. Your mother, my mother. Yeah, her yeah. name is Janet. Uh huh. And um, she was the catalyst for me starting when uh-huh. I was fourteen. You know, wow. like really starting, like starting spiritual. Path. Oh, oh, spiritual path. Yeah. path. Well,
5: that okay. took you. Uh, spiritual path. Really, she encouraged you on that.
7: Well, yeah. yeah. At a really difficult time, she intervened. she was uh, meditating, and mm-hmm. she had her own way of doing her own spiritual path, and mm-hmm. she invited me to consider a way that
5: she had been doing it. Interesting. Didn't force it on you. No, she just wow. invited. Yeah. And, um, Did she tell you about uh, Saint-Germain? Uh, no. I'm sorry to say. Yeah,
7: that's okay. <laughs> and then um, we kind of completely... Did she re-
5: tell you about Tobias?
7: Uh, no. No, she didn't. She was Lazarus. Did she tell you about
5: <laughs> Lazarus, the yeah, Lazarus. From the da- okay, Lazarus? Yeah, Lazarus. Okay, Lazarus. Okay.
7: So that was uh, yeah. she's well, been... I'm,
5: not, I'm not, you know, competing. I'm I not up for election. Uh, <laughs> well, you so... won. I'm here. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Thank you. So, so she She gave you a very safe space. She yes. encouraged you not just uh, intellectually, but she encouraged the heart, which yeah. uh, yours is very open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you feel that you knew her in another lifetime? Many. What was the relationship in one of the more recent lifetimes?
7: We had well we had an experience, uh, both had a sort of a, I guess you can call it a realization, where mm-hmm. I, um, I was in a village with her in, I think it was in Poland. Mm-hmm. Or in that, you know, and um, I had a really devastating experience where uh, my wife left me. Yes. And she was, I think she was my mother in mm-hmm. that lifetime, the same lifetime. And I sort of walked off into the woods oh. and uh, left her, mm-hmm. left the village completely. Complain. And, um, I'm not sure what happened after that, but yeah. we, nah, I mean, we, not, yeah, there. No, we won't go there. Yeah. Um, but I, I, we ha- we reconnected in, in that we had this shared experience and that right. was a catalyst for us sort of becoming friends in this lifetime. Like we were yeah. doing mother son for a long time and then right, after right. a while it was like, we transformed it yeah. and saw each other yeah. as, you know, soul to soul. Right. And it was really powerful.
5: Interesting. Good. Yeah. Would you just send her blessings right now? Absolutely. Good. Thank you. She's watching. And, and mom. You, you won't <laughs> get eaten by wolves in this lifetime, I guarantee it. Thanks. Yeah. I knew.
7: Okay. He had to say it. Yeah.
5: It was a dark, cold night without any food. I know mean, one of those. But we can laugh about it. <laughs> yeah. Now, that would be a great story. When you get to the Ascended Masters Club, you wouldn't believe what happened to me. So, yeah, yeah. You can do pre- previous lives, yeah, but you could do all lifetimes. You can make up a few lifetimes, you know, if you have to. <laughs> Next. Welcome. Who has been the closest in, in this life to you?
3: First of all, I want to thank you. I want to express my gratitude. Just seize the moment and express that. I will breathe um, it in. <laughs> um, his name was Chari. hmm He yeah. was my teacher. Yeah. And the,
5: a life-type teacher or a school-type teacher? Well,
3: a spiritual teacher. Spiritual teacher. Yep. Good. Good. And Did I he
5: tell you uh, about Saint Germain? Mm. No. <laughs> okay.
3: I'm no. just, just no.
5: testing it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if I run for office, of course, I want to know that a lot of people are aware of me, but I'm not doing so well. I may not run. <laughs> um,
3: but the bad reputation, I think, is going now. Uh, you think really the reputation feel, is Because I blind? had a sort of a slight thing with um, Sanjama. Yeah, I think it was just infiltration.
5: Uh huh. But you think reputation's okay now? No,
3: no, it's, it's leaving. It's, it's oh, the bad re- you're reputation. you emerging now.
5: As yeah. So you who think you it was are. good for me to change my name to Adama yes. Saint Germain, like yes. I'm <laughs> fooling everybody? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, closest in a spiritual way?
3: Um, I think on all levels. All levels. And it was not only sunshine and beauty, and yes. there was a lot of fighting, and uh-huh. there was a lot of What was the shaping. fighting about? I think it was had to do with um, the role of the, the feminine divine mm-hmm. that I didn't feel represented in his teaching uh-huh. enough, but maybe, I, I mean, he himself was very balanced, but yeah. I felt that, or I didn't take my role in mm-hmm. that sense as a, a spiritual being. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good.
5: You helped to bring that in.
3: Yeah, and I yeah. feel that actually there's fusion. I don't feel that there is even though he is no more, but right. I feel him Well he is close. still more, but I mean yeah. he's just not. Here. So it's like yeah. I don't feel that there is really a difference, even though I feel the the signature is still there. Yes. Do you, do you hear
5: his uh you hear him feel yeah. him around. Yeah. yeah. Definitely yes. Yeah. Uh and, and uh, how do you think I'm doing with the masculine feminine you know balance? The, the, I uh,
3: think you I, I like the male aspect that you carry. Oh, thank you. I really thank like it, yeah. and I, I feel that, in some sense, you're taking <laughs> over the role.
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> no, it, it's it's like the the.
5: I have a feminine side. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, the the
3: masculine, I think, needs much more support in the the the, the, yes. the 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 freed the how you say the liberated masculine. Yeah, the liberated. That masculine. is much more in need than yes. the feminine. Yes. So
5: yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be doing the wound of Adamus. Yes, I'm sorry, something. The wound of Adam. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
5: Quite soon, the wound of Adam. We're okay. going to talk about the masculine wound. Uh, Tobias talked a lot about the feminine wound. Of course, the wound of Isis. But uh, they are both wounded, uh, and it's important to release. Not we're not going to get into the victim stuff, but to release. And uh, th- that maybe could make me better known across the world. Maybe more men would start. I wish. In. I yeah, wish yeah. for that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Great. <laughs> thank you. One more. Okay. One more. One more.
0: More.
5: It's be back Let's see. Okay, oh, I feel to. that microphone landing right now. You knew it was coming. Yeah. Welcome. Glad you're here. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, the closest person to me was my father. Uh huh. Yeah, his name was Ademi. Uh huh. And why was he the closest to you? What What made him that special in your life? Because
1: he always encouraged me to do things. Yes. And uh, not only professionally, but also uh, spiritually and yeah. uh, intellectually, Yes, I was I my I
5: best I friend. Tough question. Tough question. Do you feel that you've let him down in some ways? Not, not totally, but in some ways.
6: Yeah, sometimes I feel.
5: Yeah. Sometimes. He was, uh, uh, for you, a big mentor, a big, uh, uh, a big person to live up to. Uh, yeah. and, and sometimes there's that, and he would like you to know that. He was just trying to get the best out of you, but uh, it's not about trying to live up to his expectations. It's about allowing you, your best, to come out. That's all he was trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, well, one last one.
5: Good, good. One last Can't one.
0: Can't wait. I, I, I saw a little bit of a confusion, but I'm sure you'll work your way through it.
5: <laughs> and so, uh, Jean, uh, so. Um, Would you like to come up here? Yeah, she's pretending she's busy with all the controls and. Do I have to? Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to come out up here?
0: I can put the camera on her.
5: Okay. Would you mind standing up? Great. Thank you. And uh, now this is a real tough one because you know uh, a lot of people know you. A lot of your family is like sitting real close by and listening. (laughs) So the pressure is on. Who has been the one that's been closest to you in this life?
4: That's a tough question.
5: It's an Adamas question. Uh, 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 and then you're going up into the brain. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes a moment. Take a deep breath. You already know the answer. You already thought to yourself when you're sitting back there. So, and if you don't want to share, that's fine.
4: I have to say, it's been Khaledra. Oh. Just as a spiritual Now he's turning
5: red. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird to say, but just because there's such a meeting of minds and such a safe space and yeah. such a ancient friendship okay, and.
5: Sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> there's um, always
4: a. Understanding.
5: Does he create a safe space for you? This is really weird. <laughs> Just a minute. I got to get asked. rid of him. <laughs> okay. Uh, does he create a safe space? Yes. Does he push you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. And uh, do you feel there is a past life uh, basis for for you knowing each other? Definitely. Good. A- and. Uh, uh, how, do you f- how do you feel the, the past – how am I trying to say – the past has evolved into this lifetime? Uh, how, how has it emerged uh, from what was in other lifetimes?
4: Uh, a deep trust, yeah? a, a mutual understanding of the direction, the commitment, the reason that I'm here, that we're here, um, the work that we do. Yes, It's just great friendship.
5: And if I could add a little bit to it before I bring them back, uh, you both chose this is it, no matter what. We're going to do it uh, individually, but also we're going to be here to serve others, and this is it. No more waiting uh, like so many of you did, waiting and then kicking yourself, waiting when you could have chosen your enlightenment a few lifetimes ago. This is it. And that was such a deep commitment. It's going to take place. Good. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Okay,
5: you come back. Good. Now let's take a good deep breath. Actually every answer was beautiful. Every answer every, – it caused every one of you, all of you, to stop for a moment. You know, there's nothing like relationships on this planet. There's nothing like it. Not in any of the other realms, not in any of the other inhabited planets, nothing like the human relationship. There are so many levels in it. There's the emotions. There is the, the sex. There is the sharing and caring aspect. There is the um, – in the midst of a lot of loneliness – The relationship, uh, close relationship with somebody will make you feel that you're not alone, at least for a little bit. Human relationships are the best and the toughest. Human relationships, every one of them, whether it's with your mother, whether it's with your father, every one of them are also like, uh, like friction, like, uh, like tension, like conflict. Uh, every close relationship uh, will eventually cause the other person to bring something out in you and you to bring something out in them. A definition of a relationship, uh, even a good relationship, isn't just all fun and games. You go deep with with other people, even if there are dark, awful moments. Now, most of you talked about, uh, we're assuming, just a good, close relationship, but some of the relationships are difficult. They were tough. You might have had a very, very difficult mother or father or a friend who deeply betrayed you. It's still close. It still provided some of the very best experiences. Not lessons, but experiences in your life. There's nothing like it anywhere in all of creation. A human to human relationship. So much so that uh, humans, they become so close, so connected, energetically, physically, psychically, every other way. They become so connected. They become dependent, uh, interdependent on each other. They follow uh, each other from lifetime to lifetime. But you know, actually, more murders occur between friends and family than any any other cause other than perhaps a very large war, but there are murders. So how is it humans in their relationships can be so close, can share so much and love so deeply, but also battle with each other? and also, ultimately, even sometimes murder each other. Human relationships are absolutely fascinating. (laughs) And actually the best answer – not the only answer, but the best answer to the question came from you, my dear – it's me. It is me. But I questioned you on it uh, for a couple of reasons, to make sure you really felt that way, to make sure … by the way, if I ever tell you to get down on your hands and knees and crawl to the back of the room like a dog, tell me to <laughs> Tell me, to, <laughs> tell me to s- stop saying that to you. Tell me to stop, please. And, and, and I'll question you, because I want to see, uh, do you really feel that way, or is it just some, some mental thing, some Machio line? And you felt it. You knew it. But I questioned you and I said, but don't you have … isn't that friend, that me friend, isn't that like just some days just the worst friend you've ever had? The closest relationship you've ever had – you may not realize it yet – is with yourself. Now, you've had a lot of other wonderful and some awful relationships, but the closest relationship you're ever going to have is with yourself. You may not have realized it because so much of the Self was shut down. And what we're going to do today is we're going to master up. We're going to bring in the Master. And you're going to discover, you're going to realize that that is the closest best friend you've ever and will ever have. Humans have a lot of relationships in their lifetime, a lot of relationships, a lot of friends, a lot of family members. Not many of them are actually all that deep. That uh, You have acquaintances, a lot of people you know, but how many people can you really share the most intimate, sensitive parts of your life. Even if you've been married to somebody 20, 30 years, there's still parts of you that you're not sharing. You still keep hidden away, tucked away, and that's okay. You're going to end up discovering, realizing that the very closest relationship is with you, between you, the human, and you, the master. It's all you, it's all the same. It is simply different expressions, different perspectives of the same. As a human being, you spent many, many lonely years, or at least the perception of loneliness. Even if you worked with people every day, even if you had children and a large uh, extended family and everything else, a lot of loneliness, a lot of being by yourself, in your own thoughts, in your own world. I'm oftentimes wondering if if you're crazy. It's been difficult to be in that lonely world, and many years ago when Tobias came in and started talking and working with you, he said you're never alone. Many of you perceived that to simply mean that he was there with you or the other angelic beings were there, but what he meant all along, even that many years ago, you're never alone. You're with yourself, not just the human self. We're in the and now, in the and. It's not just your human self. What we're going to do today, I'll talk for a little bit, and then we're going to do a mirab, and we're just going to do it. That master is going to be here. Master has always been there, and and I use the word master. Uh, I, I, I'm little cautious about using the term the divine being because suddenly you're going to get uh, um, illusions of big golden angels coming in. I use the Master meaning the one who is timeless, uh, who, who is in the past as well as the present as well as the future. Always, always been there. Never been off someplace else, and again, when I use the, the word divine uh, I can see where you go. Oh, it's this divine being way off there. The Master has always been here. Always. The Master is the one who is not caught up in all of the human drama and trauma. The Master is the one who is in total allowing. The Master realizes there is no death. The Master realizes that So much energy gets stuck in the human, but not in the Master. The Master doesn't know um, the … hasn't uh, memorized Wikipedia or or, or all the encyclopedias. The Master doesn't know all the facts and figures, so human get over it. Don't expect to go to the Master and ask uh, Master how much does the Earth weigh. Uh, The Master does not care, does not need to know does not walk around with all the facts and figures looking into the future, looking into the past. The Master is in the present, and that's it. The Master doesn't need all that. Don't expect the Master to start being, uh, performing miracles in your life. Don't expect the Master to solve your problems, but the Master will be the best friend you ever had. The Master will listen to the problems. The Master will provide a light on those issues that you have facing you, not telling you what to do, but simply to provide a light, the Master will listen. The Master will not tell you what to do or try to control you or any of those other things, but if you listen to that Master that you are, if you pause for a moment, you're going to feel something coming from that Master a perspective that the human would not otherwise consider, you're going to feel a level of compassionate love, unconditional love that you've never felt before. And I want you to understand right now, it's not coming from God. I mean, it's all kind of the same, but don't put it off there somewhere else. Don't give credit to to me, to uh, Jesus, uh, Yeshua. That. Those glimpses and then those long-term feelings of absolute, unconditional love are coming from you, from the Master that's always, always been there. The human has put off the Master for a long time for one simple reason – hasn't felt they were worthy, was waiting for redemption, for salvation, for perfection or something else. The human's been putting it off, but no more. Today is a day of mastering up. This is when you start to realize you are no longer one. You are no longer one. You are – well, Linda, if you do the math on the board here, this is oh, no. uh, Adamic's, uh, Adamic's <sighs> math. Okay. One divided by two equals one.
0: How big do you want this?
5: Take up the whole board. We've got It's free. Okay. One divided by two equals one. Later on we're going to get into one divided by three, one divided by four, but today it's important one, which is the I Am. You're going to start realizing two is the human and the Master, Mm -hmm. but it's still one. It's still one. This is going to be … I uh, was encouraging Calder to talk to all of you about aspectology. Aspectology is the understanding of how the soul or the human or any parts of self can create aspects of itself, uh, functional aspects that can do things like drive a car or cook a dinner, or dissociated uh, dark aspects that represent the wounded, unloved, uh, uncared for parts of self. The study of aspectology is fascinating. It's the core of spiritual psychology uh, – it should be the core of any psychology – but how? how one can fragment themselves into what we call, what Tobias called, aspects. With the understanding of how you can create, how you can actually realize different parts of yourself, now it has a tremendous impact in understanding the next step, which is the And. I, the human, and I, the Master. It's all part of the I Am. It's it's not two or three separate pieces, but they're facets, they're expressions within the One. You stay in unity. You don't break yourself apart. Uh, it's, you don't, you're not dividing yourself. Actually, in a very interesting way, you're actually integrating yourself. So here you have the human, the one you've known so well, uh, or the one you've been experiencing and expressing. Here you have the human that has been trying and trying and trying and trying to make themselves better, to reach nirvana, to uh, get some sort of enlightenment. The human is not going to be enlightened. The human is going to be the human. The human is going to have its what the human would consider its flaws, but uh, the Master doesn't. The human is going to have its struggles, or at least what it considers. Simultaneously you're going to have the Master that does not consider it a flaw. There are no struggles. There are no unresolved things. The Master doesn't load the Master's brain up with facts and figures and information and uh, is always trying to outwit the system of the human. The human spends most of their life trying to outwit the human system. The Master doesn't care. The Master simply is in a place of allowing. The master wants to come in. That the, whatever word I can hear, some people don't like the word master. I, I just I happen to like that because it's mastery, it's allowing. Doesn't mean you're a perfectionist, doesn't mean you've perfected everything. You've just mastered the, the, <laughs> the art of existing, uh, you've mastered the self. You're no longer isolated into just your human disguise, your human expression. You've mastered all that. And that's why I say the Master is timeless. It doesn't exist in the future or the past. I mean, it's every, it's in all, but it's very present. Dear human, the Master is here and wants to come in, and you've been holding it back. I'm not ready. If I was a Master, I could, um, I could fly through the air. The Master doesn't give a damn about it. That's a, that's a human, uh, egotistical issue. If you want to f- fly through the air, get on an airplane and go. <laughs> it's that simple. You, you, want to do, um, you want to do miracles, and I'm not saying miracles are not possible, but the human wants that. The human wants money. The human wants uh, love. The human wants to be perfect and young and never die. The Master doesn't care about any of those things. The Master is total compassion. The Master is always laughing. The Master is always laughing. We're going to bring the Master in and you're going to have some interesting, funny experiences. You'll be walking along uh, in your house bare feet and suddenly smash your toe into a big solid wooden object on the floor or something like that. And you know the first thing you do. You recoil. You bend over it, holding your foot, and then you're going to hear laughter, and that's the Master. And the Master is going to be cracking up about it. And You get mad at the Master and you'll get … it's like … but then you'll start laughing also. You'll realize it actually is pretty damn funny. It's pretty funny. The Master is going to be the best friend you've ever, ever, ever had, and then some. The Master is you. It's a part of you that you have held back for a long time. The Master is profoundly wise, absolutely wise. The Master is not going to make you change things, not going to start directing your life, certainly not going to control or manage it. But when you stop for a moment, dear human, you just stop for a moment and you feel Into, you sense into the master that you are. Suddenly, you'll have a perspective about your human life and the master life simultaneously that you've never had before. You've been walking around, in a sense, we talk about this masculine feminine imbalance. That's going to go away for you. It doesn't matter anymore. You're really pretty far beyond that. Matter of fact, we'll use the wound of Adamus to just kind of. (laughs) Wound of Adam. (laughs) to, To kind of. Go beyond that. Now the real issue isn't about the, uh, the lack of balance between the masculine and feminine. It's about the human and the Master, about the human and the, and the I Am. That's what we're going to be bringing into balance. In our Mirab, I'm going to ask you, human, to do one thing and one thing only, to allow the Master into your life. You don't do it by forcing or begging. You don't do it by praying or chanting. There's no mantra. We do not have uh, any master oils up here to bring the master in. It is simply, I am here. I am here. That's it. It's allowing. It's allowing. And then it is so. It is so. Now, I'm going to say that. And the human who's going to walk out of here says, Oh, I just mastered up, finally. And you're going to, tomorrow morning, you're going to go, Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And then what just happened here is going to happen. The human's going to go, I don't know, was that just another? And then you're going to hear laughing. The Master – you're going to identify the Master initially through that laughter that comes through. That It's not me. I I would (laughs) would laugh at you. (laughs) It's not your spirit guides. It's not anything else. It is the master within you, and it's. It is so ready. It's not holding back. You're holding back. It is so ready to be, in your life. Not just a goal, not just a figment of your imagination. It is here to be real. It is here to be real. I'll talk more in our upcoming sessions about more about um, what the master is, isn't. But for now no it's the best friend that you could ever imagine the most compassionate the most accepting the the closest friend and the master has always been here you're going to walk with the master from now on you are going to walk with the master from now on that's why you're here and that's what this series is about transhuman transforming beyond just the human and it's going to feel very strange as the human. It's going to feel very strange. You're going to feel that, I don't know, what do they call it? Bipolar. You're going to feel duplexed. You're going to feel. Uh, <laughs> you're going to feel sometimes. You're, I'm trying to describe it, but there are times when you first are walking with the master and as the master when everything is just kind of. Uh, Kathumi said it, kind of wobbly. It's just nothing is going to make sense uh, at first, because you're so used to being in a consciousness, a limited consciousness, is the human – human thoughts, human emotions, human crap – that suddenly to have this other presence there that is you is going to feel strange. It's going to feel like you at times, and then it's not going to feel like you at times, and at times it's going to feel like you. and." Not like you at the same time. The human has a difficult time being multi sensory, multi dimensional. The human, that's why I say, we're talking about the elections. The human doesn't really want change. They just want a little bit more circus and a little bit more bread. The, the And so the human is, there's going to be a resistance. So, human, understand already you're, there's be some resistance. You're going to feel weird in your body because now, It's not just the human in the body. You're going to have the Master in the body. The Master is not just going to walk beside you or six feet behind you or – definitely not behind you – the Master is going to be in your body, in your eyes. And and you're going to feel a little odd. Uh, How come things don't look the same? Uh, How come I have blurry double vision? Well, because you got the Master there now, and, (laughs) and. So it's going to be a little blurry. And the Master is not used to sleeping a lot at night. The human likes to sleep. The human really likes to sleep. Isn't that funny? You, you give all of yourself to be down here on this planet. You go through birth, and then what do you do? You sleep your life away. I'm really tired. I just I can't handle it anymore. I'm going to go to bed. Well, it, it's like buying a ticket to go see the movie and then, and then falling asleep in the movie. Well you you're missing the movie. So the master doesn't necessarily like to sleep. But when the human wakes up in the middle of the night bitching and moaning because he can't sleep, that's the time to have a nice dialogue with the master. Thank you, dear Linda. It's all making me want to cry and sneeze. You need to this, this friendship. You need to. I've got plenty. Thank you. One's not enough. I'm done. <laughs> So, so it's going to be a little strange uh, for the human, a little strange indeed, because suddenly you're not just the singular human. Suddenly you have the master, and the master is you, and that's going to be really weird for the human to figure out. You're going to you're going to try to put the master as a different being, as uh, something other than you, but it's you, and then you're going to get confused, and you're going to have one of those. Tiffany, one of those bad friend days with yourself. That bad friend day was the Master starting to come in, and the human wondering what the hell's going on, and the human questioning it rather than allowing it. That's all that was happening to you. You know, what's wrong with me? The Master is at the door and is going to kick it down pretty soon if you don't let the Master in to be in your life. Will the Master let me sleep now? No, the Master (laughs) … The Master is not going to let you sleep. But now, now here is the interesting perspective – the human, oh, I want to sleep, I want to sleep ten hours. Uh, the Master doesn't need to sleep, and actually neither does the human. So suddenly you flip, and this is going to be a word that becomes a common part of your vocabulary – flipping. Not flipping off. You, uh, the <laughs> flipping. The reason why it was so important to cover things like aspectology years and years ago and the reason why it was important to invite a lot of people to leave the Crimson Circle is because the line between uh, neurosis and psychosis uh, and a lot of other mental illnesses, the line between that and mastery is not that far apart. No, it really is not. And one is balanced in the moment, grounded but also with their – you could say – their head in the clouds, grounded and with their head in the cloud, whereas uh, neurosis, psychosis and uh, depression and some of these other things are a breaking apart of an old system. Uh, most of you have gone through that. Your, your old systems are, are gone. It was tough. Uh, it was really tough, but they're, they're for the most part gone. There's a little bit of residue, but uh, we'll ask the Master to help clean that up. So it's going to be an interesting you're going to flip. And in one moment you're going to be cursing because you're not getting enough sleep and in the next moment the master is going to be laying in that bed and the master is going to be so thrilled to be laying in that bed wide awake. The master doesn't want to sleep. The master wants to live. The human wants to sleep and and forget about everything. So you're going to have you're going to feel like a huge Contradiction for a while. For a while. You're going to get up in the morning, and part of you is going to be tired, and part of you is going to be wide awake, ready for life. You're going to have times when that human gets hungry and wants to eat the side of a cow <laughs> after you're done cow tipping it. Get over it. <laughs> a- and, and, On the other hand, the Master has no appetite at all, and you're going to wonder, Am I hungry or not? And the answer is yes. (laughs) Yes. You're going to have a new relationship with yourself. You're getting married to you and the Master all at the same time. And that's very good news. Very good news. Very good that we're here in the Transhuman Series, but to the human, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to feel awkward. You're going to flip one minute laughing, the next minute crying. You're not going crazy. You're just mastering up. you got the human over here crying uh, over spilled milk, and you got the Master over here laughing his ass off because spilled milk is a funny thing. It really is. They can't spill milk in the Ascended Masters Club. It just doesn't spill. We tried. We tried pouring it off. It doesn't spill. Nothing to cry about. The human is going to lose their job and the Master is going to be applauding, <laughs> celebrating, dancing in the street, and the human's going to say, Oh, but what about my, my money and my rent? And the master is going to be, We don't need money. There is, we don't even need a house. And you're going to wonder what the hell – the human is going to wonder, What the hell is wrong with me? The human who is so used to controlling every little part of their life and being in the control of things like time. And space and mass consciousness is going to have a hard time with the master I am that doesn't really care about these things it doesn't really care not that the master is lazy or indifferent, but these things are not so relevant, and the master will be laughing when the human will be cursing. By the way, this is going to be great material for books and movies and everything else. <laughs> the master and I and it's but i'm. I'm, I'm we're going to do a – me rob in just a moment – but I'm talking to the human here. You've asked for a change, now it's here, and I'm going to ask you just to allow it. Don't block it and don't take it in increments. Don't say, okay, today I'll master up like uh, fourteen and a half percent, and then tomorrow I'll see how that is. It's master or no master. It's allowing it or not, and I say that because some of you are going to try it. Well, I'll do. I'll see how it is today, and come back tomorrow. That's where it hurts. That's where it's tough. That's where you do your human self a great disservice by saying, "Well, I'll just I'll try it." You know, it's like um, it's like Calder's telling me they have these. Uh, I can't believe they do this on Earth. He's telling me about these people in the. Uh, grocery stores to hand out free food and, and then to see if you'll buy it. We're not just taking a sample here uh, over at the local grocery store and seeing if you like it. You're going to dig into it and allow the Master in. If, if you don't want to, if you're nervous, you're better off leaving, you're better off uh, – I mean, coming back to this shout another day, another year, another lifetime – you're better off doing that. But if you're going to do it, Master up. Now, here's where we come to that old human conflict. You've wanted it. You've desired it. It is the reason why you're here on the planet. And now it's here. And suddenly you're like, oh, I don't know. Geez, I've got this project. I haven't <laughs> finished my fall gardening yet. Invite the master to fall garden with you. What does it matter? The master of that you are has not been welcomed or allowed in your human life. So the Master, in a sense, even though it's you, has not done a lot of things. It's going to be so damn excited about gardening, about cooking, and you're going to feel really weird. Why – I'm sitting here cooking some um, eggs in the pan – why am I so freaking excited about (laughs) … I've done this a thousand times, but the Master hasn't. The Master hasn't gone for a good long physical walk uh, and suddenly you're like, I don't like walking, but suddenly I'm walking. What is going on? You're mastering up. You're not going from being the human, going up the stairs, up the stairs, and then being the Master. You are being the human and the Master. One divided by two is still one. You're discovering now that you are multi Expressional, You've been living in the expression of a human with human struggles, human traumas, human limitations. That's great. You'll, you'll, some of that will keep going, but now you've got the Master there. It changes the whole perspective. That's when you learn to laugh at yourself, because you're going to be laughing at yourself. The Master is going to be laughing about the human foibles. That's where you start getting your stories together for the Ascended Masters Club. That's when you laugh when you drop the hammer on your toe (laughs) and and you hear this laughter. (laughs) The Master is going to be, as uh, I helped Calder with his article a little bit, it's going to be your best friend and your greatest irritation. And the interesting thing is when I say you flip, I mean you go from one moment, the human Realization, next minute you're in your Master's Realization, and but what's really happening is you're also in both Realizations simultaneously, both at the same time. Not just being human, then being Master. You start walking, living, breath- breathing. You're going to notice. I'm going to ask you all to, to just do some breathing, not as a discipline, but as an experience uh, in the days to come here that's where you're going to really notice the Master also. Suddenly you're going to realize, is somebody next to me breathing? Why is my breathing different? Why do I smell uh, a different breath when I breathe out? It's the Master that you are, and it's here. It wants to be in you, in your life, in your experiences. It wants to be part of your grandness now. Time to stop holding it off. Don't have a lot of pre. uh, Don't ask your the master self to start doing stuff for you. Don't ask it to solve your problems. Don't say, "Um, "Gee, master self, now that you're here, I have this illness in my body." That's not the role. But what happens is you start letting yourself be both the human and the master, embodied, embodied. Suddenly. The human's perspective on what it thought was a physical disease is actually not. It's actually not. Even if the doctors told you there's, you've got this uh, um, medical disease you can't even pronounce, and the doctors told you that, and suddenly with the light of the Master and with the I amness there, suddenly you realize wow. I have that disease, but actually, I don't have that disease. And actually, um, Coulter wants me to do a disclaimer, but Linda can do that later. <laughs> now, this is kind of strange. Suddenly, the human can have. Uh, you mean, I'll this s-
0: is for entertainment value only. Please consult your physician before you make. Yeah, any it's entertainment value
5: because the master is laughing their ass off right now. And suddenly – and I'll use Ma example – suddenly you discover you have cancer, and the doctors tell you or they show you uh, the, the films and the negatives or x-rays, whatever they call them, and they say, now here's what you have to do for your treatment. It's an interesting thing because the human may have cancer. And that might be a, uh, kind of an emotional fact. The human may be diagnosed with cancer, but the Master is not. The Master is not. Consider the implications for a moment. Suddenly it's the human and the Master. Suddenly you are and you're not. Suddenly you're not trying to heal the human, but you're in the and of the Master. That human can go, uh, because of the new perspective from the Master, that human could go 30, 40, 50 years with that Cancer and not have it affect them biologically. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer. Go ahead.
0: This is entertainment value only. Please seek care from your physician before you make any changes or uh, any medication change. This is strictly for entertainment value only.
5: From an ascended master, but other than that, other than that, you have a human expression. You call it a game changer. It is. And again, it's not the master coming in and trying to heal the human. The Master will not, does not, intend to, nor want to, but suddenly when you're sitting side by side with the I Am Self that is now coming into the body, to the mind, into your reality, suddenly it changes perspective. It changes the story, and the human may have cancer, but the Master doesn't. I want you to really think about or feel into those implications and how that changes the perspective of everything and how that ultimately could be what heals the human, the realization that I am also the Master and the Master doesn't have that. We've got a lot of experiences together in, our, in this series in the realization that the Master is here, no longer talking about it or thinking about it or preparing for it. It's here. It's, it's here. It's time. But I do want to let the human know it's going to be confusing uh, you're going to be you're going to be bisensory uh, bi- and bisexualual maybe bisexual doesn't matter you're going to be bisensory now, so where you've lived in a lot of singularity a lot of in your mind in the what you th- thought was your identity, suddenly going to get intruded upon you're going to have a visitor who's never going to leave <laughs> you're going to have you're going to have suddenly two perspectives on everything. It's going to expand more later on, but let's deal with the two. You're going to be in two perspectives, mm. and you're flipping back and forth, and then also together at the same time. You're going to be flipping. You're going to be a flipping master, Ooh.
2: <coughs>
5: or as the master would say, you're a flipping human. And, you, and again, this will seem a little strange, a little disconcerting. You'll go to your refrigerator to reach for the milk. You're the human. You, I want a glass of milk. And suddenly your hand will be on the orange juice. I don't want orange juice. We're going to have orange juice.
2: <laughs> and
5: then what's weirder? You're going to pour a glass of milk and a glass of orange juice and drink them at the same time.
2: <laughs> no,
5: no, but it will taste so good. Uh. You're mastering up. What do you mean? No, stop whining, human. <laughs> stop whining. And it's going to be very strange. Uh, and again, you're going to notice it in a lot of uh, as you're making your routine choices. And you're going to realize because the master is here how routine your choices were. You just thought you wanted a glass of milk because you've been programmed to milk, because it's the first thing in the morning, and your mom made you drink milk every morning. But actually, you really wanted orange juice. Or at least the Master did. So it's going to be rather strange, interesting. Uh, share, share your experiences about it uh, on, on your <coughs> social media. Share it uh, in email or whatever. We'll talk more about it next month, but right now it's time to Master Up. Oops! So with the marab lighting in place, mm. with everybody who's watching in online, make yourselves comfortable. Uh, and if, if, you're, if you're nervous about this, well, Master Up. <laughs> feel, feel the difference now, because the Master wants to do this. The Master's been waiting a long, long time. Take a good deep breath in this beautiful, safe space filled with companions, with chambra. We're in the Transhuman Series, and it's time. It's time to Master up. It's time, dear human, for you to allow the Master into your life, taking it from a mental concept, taking it from a wish and a desire and making it real. And all you have to do is allow. That's it. All you have to do is allow. You take a deep breath and Master up. Master has been there all the time, just waiting, but in so much compassion that it's, it's waited till you were absolutely ready. The Master brings in the beginnings of what you would call your light body. your non-mentally oriented senses, senses of imagination, the sense of dreams. You know, dreams are a sense. Senses are anything that allows you a perspective of various forms of reality, and dreams are a sense. That's, that's what they are. The Master comes in now, just glides in just glides in and now starts becoming part of your biology, of your anatomy. And even though you've had some issues with your body, the Master has none. You might have looked in the mirror and thought you were too fat too old, you're too slumped over, whatever. The Master has none of those, and you'll hear it, you'll feel it. The human saying, oh, look at this body, and the Master going, oh my God, I love this body. And it feels strange at times, So There's going to be a different voice. You're used to listening to the voice of the human and its aspects. You're used to a voice of criticism and judgment voice of I am not rather than I am. You're used to listening to the human sub-voices, aspect voices of being less than your own human self arguing with your own human self, both vying to be <laughs> elected boss for the day, controller for the day. And now there's a different voice and You may not hear it even in words. It may be a voice of San's words, no words at all, but yet it's like a voice. It's a new voice of the Master. There are going to be times when the human gets confused about this whole new level of presence, level of presence in your senses, in your thoughts, in the voices, in everything in your life, a new presence in driving a car, cooking a meal, even watching a movie. A whole new presence. And at times the human is going to try to, you could say, take credit for or try to make the master become human. In other words, try to do an ego takeover of the master. It simply doesn't work. You simply cannot. At times when the human is going to be saying, hey, aren't I the just the grandest human because I've the human has become a master? No. It's not that the human has become a master, the human is still a human, and there's the presence of the master. That's the beauty of all this. There's no taking over, there's no feeding. There's it's simply the end. And you come to this such a beautiful place of I am the human. And I am the master. Together simultaneously, but yet such differences, such different characters, such different facets. The human doesn't have to struggle at all with this. It's just allowing the Master. I've been so waiting, so looking forward, it just slides right in. It's just there. It's within you, your body, your consciousness. And the Master carries with it what I would call a light. Again, I'm not referring to just light that you get from the sun or other sources of light, but Master carries a light, a radiance. To me, that's when that part of consciousness just shines, unabashed, unlimited, just shines. That Master brings that in, kind of like lighting you up from the inside. As wonderful as that sounds, some of you have spent lifetimes trying to stay in the shadows, st- trying to dim the light, so it could feel a little awkward. The Master there now, in radiance, that light is shining it's going to continue to shine. So, dear human, start getting used to it. It's not a light that you can or even would want to try to control. Dear human, at night when you are able to sleep, (laughs) you're going to be sleeping two sleeps, two dreams, two different states of being. You're used to having one dream experience. With the master now, I have two. It could be a little confusing for the human who has sometimes difficulty even remembering one when they wake up. But suddenly, two different dreams going on. How can that be? Well, it's the master and the human. Remember and remember this: it's not the ma- the human becoming. Uh, uh, a master. It's not the human becoming perfected. It is the and. It's the master and the human. Two that are one, one that becomes two. You've been locked in this coffin of the human reality for as long as you possibly can remember. You've been sealed away in the singularity of human reality, and now you become both, human and Master, and the Master is here. fun begins. The and begins, the true and. We've been talking about it for several years now. Today is the day of Mastering Up. Take a deep breath, dear human, and take a deep breath, dear Master. Now take a breath as the human and the Master and feel the difference, both breathing, both breathing simultaneously. It's almost like at birth when you took that first good deep breath and knew that you were back into another lifetime. And here today, it's taking that deep breath, the Master and the human suddenly realizing it's not just one breath. It's the breath of the human and the breath of the Master, simultaneous. It was never about overcoming the human. It was about becoming the and, the human and the Master. What great gifts the Master and the human will share and give to each other, just like the great gifts that the people closest to you in your life gave. But in such a deeper, more personal and compassionate way, you'll give gifts to each other. Gifts of life from the Master, gifts of wisdom, gifts of the I Am and the human, you also giving gifts to this Master who just waited to be in life, to be in you. Gifts of experience, gifts of love, gifts of sharing, gifts of just being in life, gifts of having friends. The Master wants to feel what it's like with these friends, these friends of yours, this family of yours. You, you're the human, are giving gifts to this Master. It's not just a one-way street. The Master is here now. There's no more waiting. There's no more longing for the best friend you've ever had. Master is here. Master will not leave. Master isn't just here testing it out for a day. The Master is here. I will continue to talk to the human about what may appear to be contradictions in your life at times, what appear to be, you could say, levels of human confusion, what appear to be a state of multiple existence. I'll continue to talk to the human about that. I'll continue to talk to the Master about human life, about strange things that humans do. But right now I'd like you to take that breath of the Master and the human together, and may all of our breaths from now on be the Master and the human, no longer a single breath of a lonely human, but now the breath of the human and the Master reunited. Take a good deep breath, take a good deep breath. Now comes the Master. Now comes the Master. Take that new breath of the Master and the human together. And so we begin a whole new chapter. With that, my dear friends, always a delight to be here with you at these transformational moments, and I ask you, no matter uh, how crazy the thoughts are, the dreams, uh, your human experience, I want you to remember the Master is here and therefore all is well in in all all of creation. creation. With that, my greatest love
0: with that I'd like to thank everyone for being here for listening listening in all over the world actually thanks to our staff and everyone that contributes to the Crimson Circle with your energy and your love big thanks to Jeff Hoppe being willing to take on this incredible Adamus Saint Germain I don't know how he does it. Thank you for being here. We'll be back here the first Saturday of November. Thank you to everyone. And if you're listening in on BTR, go check out crimsoncircle.com. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.